for tuning in to the Catch Podcast. Brought to you by Dark Horse Tackle. The best American small business baits you've never heard of, stocked in a monthly box. Use promo code the Catch 5 off and save $5 off your first monthly subscription to the Weekend Warrior Box. Here are your hosts, Matt Souders and Brad Hicks. What's up? What's up, Matt? What's going on, all you nerds and virgins out there? <laughs> I'm not gonna let it go. We're gonna. I know. Yeah. I was just thinking if we if we have guests on, we won't say it, but I will always say it. Okay. It's whatever. So. Yeah. What's yeah. new? Uh. <clears throat> not a whole lot. Um. For everyone out there, I'm not like a Rastafarian. Uh. I'm just wearing. Big headphones. What the heck's a Rastafarian? Like a Bob Marley guy. Oh. Like I don't have an afro or braids or anything up in here. I just my <laughs> AirPods are dead. And my in my head's cold. So gotcha. Yeah, I was like looking at your head before we started. I was like, what the heck's he doing? Dude, it's so this is the best beanie of all time. So this is the United States Marine Corps issue beanie. Uh and it works like if I want it to just be on my head and very barely on my head it's perfect but then if i want to wear big old headphones it it still just fits perfect <laughs> that's it's funny. money man there i love this thing this is the best like beanie i've ever worn ever in my whole life yeah so dude so nothing uh new with me here either i haven't been fishing the river's locked up I'll, i i sent you guys that post it's it's crazy yeah i mean it's iced up i was looking at it going over uh taylorsville today on the highway and the only non-frozen parts like four feet in the middle which is surprising because that's yeah. fairly shallow through there probably um, where the current is the strong more in... <clears throat> no i mean it's it's down from taylorsville dam the right side is usually where all the really heavy current is you can kind of sit in the middle on the left and coast the right mm -hmm. side will take you that's all frozen but the huh. middle's fine that's weird yeah, I, I drove by multiple rivers over the last week. Like I was over the Hocking River was freezing up. I was up in Lima today. The Ottawa River was frozen and it was covered with snow completely. So oh, wow. the whole thing was iced over. Mm -hmm. GMR's iced over. Little Miami was getting there over by Trabine Road a couple of days ago. It yeah, was which is iced over. Which is weird that um also, everyone out there for this show, I've never done this before, but I'm super comfortable with you as listeners. You're just all, you know, bros and homets. That's for the <laughs> ladies out there. I'm going to eat my dinner because I haven't eaten today. So I apologize <laughs> if I'm going to like way back from the mic and chew. So hopefully you won't see it. But if you do, I apologize <laughs> ahead of time. But anyway, the little Miami is like cold year round. So yeah. I'm really surprised that. I mean, I know it's faster, but. Yeah, a little bit faster. A little bit, and that's in more areas. But like the Mad River, for example, the Mad River is like a solid 60 to 65 degrees. Maybe, I think it, it gets up in the 70s, very low 70s. Yeah. That's not froze over right now. It's not? Over by my house where we put in that one day, well, and we went down Pickle Park. Nope. 
Huh. It's completely open. And it's open like because that's a rough, like a fast area. It is open all the way down, all the way up. Interesting. It's weird. I was like, it, well, that I does can... come out of the spring though, doesn't it? Like way up north or something. Way up north, yeah. But yeah. the hottest it ever gets is 71 when it's 105 degrees outside. And yeah. it routinely, if it's eight degrees outside, it's gonna I mean, it doesn't get it doesn't stay warm. Yeah. Like it gets colder. So that's it's just weird to me that that's not frozen over. That is weird, which reminds me, we need to get with uh, James and do some trout fishing on the Mad River. I've never caught a trout, so. I've caught one. It was by accident. It was cool, though. But I touched it without watering my hand, so it's probably dead. <laughs> oh, well. but um, So, I put, I put up a series of posts on our Instagram this past week where I was asking you guys a bunch of questions about, like, shows, ideas. Do you want large mouth episodes? Some of you said yes. Most of you said no. You guys like the small mouth stuff. I asked you about the sports stuff. Most of you said it was like half and half. So I think what me and Matt are going to do, we're going to do a live sports show one night during the week to where we just get on here on Facebook and YouTube and go live and talk sports. Yeah. I mean, we're going to... I'm not going to commit and say we're going to do it like every single week. Right. I would like to. I mean, as of now, you need like, so I follow baseball, basketball, football. I don't really follow hockey, but I kind of want to. So maybe I get into hockey. Um, So I will always have something to talk about. But I know, Brad, you don't really follow basketball that much anymore. Not really. You used to be way into it, even more than me, but you don't follow my big sport back in the day. Like, I know. Watched. That's all I cared about. Now it's just I can't stand it. Yeah, which I mean, there are some times that I'm like that too. But I mean, I watch it because it's sports. But yeah, what we're gonna do is have a live show. Um, obviously, nothing's concrete yet, but I would like to have the same kind of format as we had Sunday. Just a couple dudes like me and Brad, and then yeah, couple couple other guys just round trip things that happen in sports over the week, and. uh Talk crap about each other's teams. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Which most of us are all going to be Bengals, Browns, or Steelers fans. So all our teams suck. So it doesn't matter. So, yeah. But um, with that said, podcast format, we're, we are going to be sticking to fishing stuff. So everything you've heard from up until now, that's what our topics are going to be. So with that said, we got some products to talk about real quick before we get into the actual show. So let's just dive into the box, the dark horse box, not the weekend warrior box anymore. The box. <laughs> so Matt hasn't even opened his yet. I literally I'll... got it the other day and I put it on my desk and I haven't opened it yet. You're going to be happy because there's somebody in here that you really like a couple mm-hmm. people actually, but I'm going to start off though, because one of these is very unique. It's called the Flippin' Stick Bait Company. What is this? It's a four-inch spider grub. I've never seen something like this. So it's a, a twin-tail grub, and it has a, a skirt, rubber skirt, molded onto the top of it. So it kind of takes its place of, like, a jig, you know what I mean? So you basically throw it as an EWG. Well, you can throw it on the... Uh... All right, so this is a hula grub from Yamamoto. Is that what it is? That's a hula grub from Yamamoto. Pretty much. I mean, yeah, okay. I've never seen one. So, yeah, pretty much right on the. It's interesting. 
but yeah, so definitely with with the appendages on top. I guess we'll just talk about that. Let's start with that. So that's the flipping steak bait, um, the spider grub. Yep. It's a four inch. I got it in black and blue, which is the best color you could ever get. Lucky. But, I know. I got like orange, so yellow. You have your you have your appendages. Throw an EWG hook on this. It's got it's actually pretty dense, so you probably don't need to weight it if you didn't want to. Um, and just throw that out, and that like Brad said, that takes away from having to put a jig on. But we did get a jig in this box, which I actually like this jig. This is the Bizbait's heavy finesse jig. Yeah, we did. I was gonna say this real quick too. The we got Jigmaster's uh screw lock heads in there. This would pair perfect with that uh, spider grub from flipping oh, stick yeah. baits. I don't disagree with that at all. Let's get this out of here. But I like this heavy finesse jig. So that's the jig itself. I don't know if my stupid lights will let this not suck or not. But black and blue jig. Weak oh, is a little cool. long. I mean, I'd obviously cut that down, but it has a pretty cool head design. It's got some indentations in it. So maybe it's just going to bounce off cover a little bit better. Maybe not. <laughs> but it is a smaller, more compact jig, but it's heavy. So the one I got is a... Three eighth ounce, which I forgot. I got to say this. I'm glad they put biz baits in the box, which is awesome. I know the guy that owns this company and I know the guy that runs the pro staff for him, Sam Jones. So if you're listening, Sam, that's cool, dude. Happy for you. Their baits smell like a freaking Italian restaurant when you open them too. garlicky. Oh, so good. Here's that. Uh, Here's that spider grub on the Jigmaster's uh, head. So it looks like yep. it literally looks like a jig. It's perfect. Yep. So here's that on the heavy finesse jig. Oh, that's cool. It's a good pairing. Um, with those extra rubber skirts up top, it's going to kind of bolster out your skirt Bul a little bit. Bulk it up, man. Yeah, it's going to bulk it up pretty good. But if you didn't want that and you want to leave more finesse, you just trim some of this way, put it on there. And then you have a much more compact finesse jig, but that's not a bad jig. I mean, it's not super big four inch bait. I would usually finesse wise. I'm going to trim that down to like a, maybe three and a half or uh, three inch, probably even smaller depending on what I'm doing, but that looks yeah. good. I mean, I would throw that. I'll probably throw that in the summer for sure. Winter wise, I'll trim it up and use it. I do like heavier finesse jigs though, because I can a get bigger, longer casts. Um, for the simple fact, I have more control because it's a heavier weight. Obviously, it's easier to cast, but I don't have to blow out spots because I can throw it farther. Yeah. Um, and I'm getting to the bottom a lot quicker, which a lot of these fish, I mean, they'll, they're either eating suspended or they're eating off the bottom. You just got to figure out which one they're doing. Once you pinpoint it, you're done. Ooh, Gamagatsu hook on that one. On the biz baits? Yep. Yes. Yep. That's cool. Very nice. I'm excited to throw that. All right, so the next one we got here is uh, this is a brand that I, I threw their popper when we got it. It's the uh, Catch Jack Slap Blade. Unique. Looks like a blade bait with a little Colorado blade on the back and a two prong treble hook. No, it's three. Never mind. Yeah, it's a three prong. Yep. That'd be a good good thing to throw here in the winter time. I think. Oh, for sure. I mean, it's it's got super thin profile. That little Colorado blade on the back is going to give it a lot of extra action to try to entice the bite. Um, 
the only quote unquote issue I would have is with, you know, winter finesse fishing. I'm not always wanting to be super flashy because sometimes the fish does not want me to be super flashy. <laughs> it would rather just kind of chill out. Um, but it's a good looking bait. Like it's, it's super compact, which I think is going to do it a lot of good. Oh, yeah. Um, color looks awesome it looks sturdy and that hook is the perfect size it's just small enough to not be like in your face and you know really take away from the fish only, uh, only thing that worries me, me about the hook is it being so small you might gut hook them maybe i don't know yeah or or gill rake them i can definitely see that happening um but that's why it's i mean using that style of fishing you're having usually a lighter line more sensitive line so you just gotta set that hook a little bit faster yeah this is not a bait that you this is not a wait and let the fish eat it bait because you will kill the fish <laughs> yeah. like set the, set the hook. and it, it does have three little holes at the top like a blade bait so you can move that snap backward or forward if you'd like but this thing's like really like stout like it feels heavy even though it's tiny oh yeah i mean it's 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 a tungsten bait third um, ounce yep oh it is tungsten that's cool Yep, it is a third ounce tungsten. I got mine in sexy shad, which is the best color oh, dude. Ever, hit, ever. You're getting all the good colors. I got golden yeah, black, which I mean that's that's an awesome color too. Shad. I know. I I stink in that after I said it. <laughs> yeah, I'll trade you. It's just as good as the color of sexy shad. Yeah. Uh, if anything, golden black is better when the water is starting to come down. Yeah. Uh, off being muddy. But, Thanks to Chad Hoover. That's how we know that. Old big boy Chad. Um <laughs> So next we'll get to the dark corner stuff because he's my favorite painter of all time. Oh, but yeah. uh, we got interceptor baits. So this is the three inch deception minnow. So that comes in a 12 count. I got black and blue again, which is awesome. Best color you can buy. And I already have it threaded on the jig masters hook. Dude, this is, this is dangerous. Oh, that's cool. Dude, that's dangerous. So it has a little ball on the tail right there. So that's going to give you a lot of action, but also it can be really subtle to where you'll just get some tick and that's going to kind of float up a little bit. So it's going to give them something to really focus on and hit. Dude. Um, like this, this is. Put, put the Cortacle hover rig in that, that we got last month. Or, or that. Yeah. Yep. I'll say that would look sick too. Uh, but even just this, so with these, you it's a ball head. So obviously you can kind of let it drag the bottom and just yeah. bounce it across or um, you can swim it back to you. This is going to give you action. You can use this as a blade bait style or a hover rig style. I mean, there's nothing stopping you from kind of throwing it straight down in a blade bait and just mm -hmm. ripping it up or putting putting the, this bait on a drop shot. You can do that too. This is probably in the box the most versatile bait that is in here. Is yeah. the interceptor bait because this is year round. It's super compact and small, so perfect for winter. It's also going to have a lot of action, so perfect for summer when they're starting to hit all those feeding forage fish. And it's on a jig master's ball head, super stout hook, super sharp hook, and very well made jig. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna have to tie some of these on once the water unfalls. Uh, probably be next week because we're getting forties. Yep, that's what I saw. So hopefully, I'm ready to get back out there. Me too. Last bait we have the dark corner. It's a uh, lipless, uh, flat-sided rattle trap type bait, 
and I already yep, stuck it, myself with the hook a little bit, so I'm bleeding a little bit. But it, oh, dude, he, he paints them so freaking good, dude. He does. So it's a mega bass blank. Um, oh, okay, they're flat side. So this is the one I got, which is in a crawl pattern, which is amazing. It's a matte crawl. Oh, that's cool, uh, dude. That looks so good. And just like everything else, you get in the uh, 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 dark horse, the box. Um, they all have vector hooks on them. So that's, I mean, these are super sharp. They've got a little twist to them, so they're never going to get tangled to each other. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, it's hard to say anything more about it. This is my favorite, uh, lipless crankbait to throw. The thing searches, it bounces off everything. The vector hooks are going to get you bit. They actually put the right size on there for sure, because these aren't going to get in the way of each other. Um, and it's a year-round bait. You can jig this in the in the winter and get you a little bit larger size, you know, uh, blade bait or jigging bait. Or you summer, spring, fall, throw it, swim it, bounce it off stuff, kill it, run it through grass. That's what it was originally designed for, and smoke them. Yeah, I need to get into throwing lipless a little bit more because I really don't do it. I have in the past a little bit, but well, most of the spots we go on the river are so shallow, and yeah. lipless tend to be so heavy that the time we are able to throw them, it's already at the bottom, and you're having to burn it back so it doesn't get caught on seaweed or not seaweed, but uh, uh, milfoil and all that crap. Yeah. So that's our unboxing of the Dark Horse box for the month of January. Uh, you can use code. Um, what is our code again? Big Wiener Five. <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's not the code. Um, it's in uh, the description of every video, and we yeah. we usually don't say. It. We just say that the code is in the bottom. But uh, I think it's the catch five off. Yep. Yep. And then uh, oh. catch catch a b y o b saves you twenty five dollars off the build box feature. So if there's baits you want to pick and choose from this box and last month's box or whatever. You can use that. Yeah, yeah, which is which is sick. So both those codes will be down in the description below. Check them out. If you're not a subscriber of the uh, week, or it's not that anymore. I was about to say, if you're not a subscriber of the box from Dark Horse Tackle, definitely check it out. Give it at least one month chance. Use our code. Get that 5% off the first box. Or do the BOIOB. See some of the baits and some of the painters. These are all local businesses, small businesses. And they're going to take care of you. There's never been a month we have not been pleased with everything everything in the box. There might be things we're like, oh, I don't know if we're going to throw that, but we still would. Like, it's nothing, like, stupid. Yeah. Um, like that uh, J-Bro's Jester. I thought that was weird. I threw it, ended up catching fish on it. Yeah. Let's say, we'll th we've thrown everything. There's nothing so weird in there. We're like, I don't know. That looks stupid. Like, we'll th we, we haven't come across that yet. Uh, they're Like I said, they're all small businesses. They're all local painters. And you're getting full size packs in these boxes. It's not demo packs or sample packs. The uh, the little minnow that's twelve count in that, so that's like a five or six dollar bag of plastics. And then the hula grub slash spider grub splash whatever they call it, that is an eight pack, which is like a six to eight dollar pack of plastics. Yeah. Right, I mean, you're getting full stuff, which is awesome. So, yeah, yep. yeah. I don't know what I was going to say, but anyway, that's it for the box. I'm going to let Matt chew his food here a second. So, uh, we're going to get into the whole episode now. So, we're bringing on uh, a guest, a return guest, I should say, and we're going to be talking about fishing with scent and 
how it pertain how it pertains to River Smallmouth. So we talked about this in the last episode that we had him on. We thought it'd be a good uh, good idea to bring him back on. So uh, Travis Myers, welcome back to the show. Good evening, guys. How are you? Good. You? Fantastic. I love your uh, box segment there. I was looking intently at one one thing there. <laughs> what what caught your eye? Uh, something I've thrown for about 20 years that, uh, that, uh, who would grow up look alike there. Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's that. Last episode, I touched on a winter bait that I do. Uh -huh. you, you got those nearby. You got, you got, you got them right there. You see those, uh, you see the two curly tails on there on the yep. very end. Yep. Okay. Those, those two double tails. Mm-hmm. If you cut those off and you reverse rig that like you would a fat Ica. Oh. Oh, so you're talking about like this. Oh, you're gonna tear them off. <laughs> yeah, why not? I got I it's not a sample pack. I have seven more. Yeah. Now if you rig that backwards with a hook point going through the skirt toward the front. Uh -huh. Yeah. Watch that, that would, Yeah, that Ooh. seems like that'd do some work. Because especially uh, if you keep it right off the bottom, I feel like it's going to want to like stand up and put a little bit of action on it. She's going to want to walk. It'll actually backlight away from you as you raise your rod to. Oh, <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> nice little tip there. I'm glad we, <laughs> I'm glad we did that. Just put a uh, about a 30 second ounce uh, tungsten right in the very nose of that. Mm-hmm. And it'll backlide right away from you. It's pretty nasty. I I, I don't go fishing without a hula grub. Yeah, that's hula cool. grubs are the truth. They've been around for a long time, and it's kind of yeah. like one of those baits that, especially Yamamoto baits, for whatever reason, once a Yamamoto bait, and I'm not talking about stick baits, but once a creature style bait or something from Yamamoto comes out, it's really popular for everyone for like two or three years, and then everyone forgets about it. Mm -hmm. it's like they just forget but like the hula grub that's been around forever that bait is amazing i have packs in my thing um, i've never actually seen one that's they're crazy. hard to find now because yeah. people don't really buy them like they used to but that used to be like you can ask professional anglers all the time be like oh i'm throwing hula grub like everyone does on tours back in the day hula grubs mm. but then it just fell off it's interesting weird. well i'm gonna yeah, like say uh uh, actually, if those get chewed up, and they will, because everything in a river hits them things. Yeah. Um, I save those skirts, and I put them on a fat baby craw from Yamamoto, and it's essentially a, a crawdad skirted jig on there, and it, it's a nasty little number. It's, mm. all, it's like two and a half inches long when I shorten it up, and it, it's just brutal. Hey, you're sponsored by Yamamoto, aren't you? Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, that's that's funny that we decided to unbox that on this episode. <laughs> well, I knew so I knew right when I when we said it's a spider grub or whatever. I I, I don't know, uh, Travis, if you caught it or not, but I looked up because I was like, it's a hula grub. I, knew, I know he was sponsored by Yamamoto. I was like, it's a hula yeah. grub. That's what it is. I mean, it is. It's not the same plastic. It's not going to be as like salt infused yeah. and all that. But it's a hula grub. It's a good bait. I mean, it's hard to beat. Um, but yeah, yeah, I just thought I, I thought of that immediately, right when Brad said it, and I pulled it out. And I was like, "Yeah, Travis is gonna love this." <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you on, uh, on that new core tackle head on a hula grub. Mm -hmm. 
it doesn't wedge in the rocks. It lays like this and it just does that. Skit, you know, skitters. Oh, it's nasty. It, it is that core tackle heads for real. Yeah. Um, probably about eight or ten years ago, I think I used a version of that that was out of uh, well, it's their. Uh, you guys have heard of the Ned Locks and all that stuff. Well, that stuff came out of T, uh, TT Tackle out of Australia is where that concept came from. And they, they made a hidden head like that. And um, it, it, it's awesome for rivers. I mean, you can't wedge that thing. Uh, you know, it just careens off the bottom and mm -hmm. you're not wedging lead. But try that. Try one of those core tackle heads in that that hula. And <laughs> That's interesting. Try it. Yeah, see, that would be sick too. I don't know, like that that core tackle head. That's a hover ring he's talking about. Mm -hmm. That is the uh, the more since we've talked about it, we've got so many different ways to fish it. It's becoming mm -hmm. like the most versatile head that I have, which is crazy to me. Yeah. And uh, speaking of the hover rig, I actually reached out to Matt Stefan, and we're gonna have him on the show in March. I believe so. He's busy right now, but in March we're gonna have him on the show. We're gonna be talking about the hover rig, how to fish it, how it came to be, all that kind of stuff. So it's gonna be fun. That is a uh, a wonderful concept. Uh, I think in about 2016, Ned Katie and I did an article where in the Elastic baits, I was actually internally weighting them. I, I was pulling them over the hook eye, mm -hmm. and I mean you're not gonna wedge that thing. And uh, I was really delighted to see that, uh, you know, Mr. Stefan came out with that core, that core tackle head because it's – I've got baits right now from Yamamoto. I can suspend uh, because of that thing. Um, you know, that new floater material from Yamamoto, I can suspend that down mm -hmm. three or four feet in the rivers because of that core tackle head. And that's essentially what a hover rig is. Mm -hmm. It's not just the fall. I mean, the fall is one thing. Mm -hmm. But, I mean, the genesis of that in Japan was actually suspending, so, you know, soft plastic. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't going to mention this, but there's a, a five-inch shad-shaped worm by Yamamoto that floats that... <laughs> <laughs> We're getting all the juice. <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> yeah I, I could tell it pains you you're like oh i don't want to <laughs> you you don't have to tell any of your any of your nah, big secrets I, or anything i'm here i i love yeah. putting that stuff out and yeah. uh you know i love talking the the bait thing and the river smally thing so yeah no secrets for me <laughs> all right so let, let, let's get into the scent thing so i know you got a process of what you do can you kind of go through your process of that uh well, I use, I use uh, Procure Sense. Um, they're a company out of Washington State. Um, I use their stuff probably back to about 2011, uh, 2012. And uh, I wanted to use scent products that weren't born in a lab, essentially. Uh, mm -hmm. I, I wanted all natural products. Where if I bought, you know, Nightcrawler, I wanted it to be 100% Nightcrawler, mm -hmm. you know, for instance. Um, I, I, uh, I'm i not going to say I tend to trust 
uh, people that have decades under their belt on the water a little bit more than, uh, you know, people that wear white lab coats. Uh, but, but I do, um, you know, and I want a hundred percent natural scent, uh, yeah. plain and simple. Um, I, I, I'm a pretty strong advocate that it, you know, fish are going to be able to discern, uh, what they're smelling. I mean, they 24 seven, they're smelling in the water. And, mm -hmm. uh, so, um, pro tier, you know, sense at that time was really really huge in the uh, trout and salmon market and they still are and uh my roots go back to upstate new york where you know at a very young age i fished for trout and salmon a lot you know and everything else under the sun but a lot of trout and salmon and they're absolute bloodhounds when it comes to scent mm. and it you know, the gentleman that taught me how to how to trout fish was actually our local postmaster, and I'm dating myself. Um, <laughs> and he would actually keep like any of his baits would be like in a cedar box with like you know you know he was just he was adamant about scent for his stream mm -hmm. brown trout fishing, and and um, that always stuck with me. And uh, I think right. Over, Right at about the time that uh, Ned and I started doing some pieces together in 2015, I had a custom scent uh, made by Procure that's still available through them. Um, and the only reason I bring that up is uh, that it essentially is about four of their scents. Mm -hmm. And I got it down to, you know, pretty much the... Uh, exactly how much of one you know one cent and how much of another i wanted in it you know for the full 100 percent. but um that's still available through them and you know and i'm not i'm not pushing that in any way because i can give you an easier route on that um but the whole set thing with me uh i i can say was definitely uh, twofold, and that is living on the water and seeing how clear water fish react to different, not only different baits, but, mm -hmm. you know, drop rates and profiles. And, you know, scent was kind of the, kind of that last thing on my list that I really, mm -hmm. I, I wanted to play with. And I, and I could, you know, I can essentially walk behind the house and, and uh, it, you know, I, I can see how fish react to different stuff. And, uh, um, which has helped me immensely over the years. Uh, there's no doubt, it, you know, uh, we always hear there's no substitute for, you know, time on the water while well, living on mm -hmm. it even better. Oh yeah. And I'm certainly blessed in that regard where, you know, I can go down and test products in about 30 seconds. So yeah, um, it, it's a nice deal. And, yeah. really, you know, really, uh, it, and I, I do my absolute best not to, ever take that for granted because i know there's a lot of people in the world that would kill for that but yeah i um, literally tell brad when we were doing the product show when we were on paddle and finn the final cast i used to tell brad i was like dude i i just wish i lived on the river because yeah. i could test all this i could test all this stuff they're bringing i can uh uh you know, if I need to make a video for something, I can go out back and do it. Like, I don't have to wait until I go to the river to make a video and I don't have to, uh, 
like kind of plan when I'm doing stuff. Oh, I got this new product and I want someone to see it or I want to make a video about it. I just walk out back and go do it. That would be did that you you're a lucky man to say the least. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, no doubt. No doubt about that. Um yeah. so uh, you know, last episode I touched on the Ned rig thing quite a bit and uh you know, kind of where I got into that. Uh, maybe a little bit ahead of the curve and stuff uh, from a lot of guys. And mm -hmm. um, my Ned rig fishing came about originally because I was trying to emulate the drop rate of a three and a four inch Senko. Mm -hmm. I was just doing it with different profiles. And after the last episode, I think I sent you guys, uh, you know, a, uh, a, an article that Ned and I did on really small jig heads, the original gopher mushroom heads. And it was such a delicate weighting balance with you're talking a 32nd and maybe, maybe a little bit shaved off a 16th original gopher head and stuff like that. And it was a real delicate balance getting those drop rates down to where they would emulate that Senko drop. That's so deadly. Yeah. Uh -huh. Um, so much of my Ned rig fishing was born out of, you know, having a, a lifelong addiction fishing Sankos and various sizes and this and that. But um, so with those drop rates came scent mm -hmm. and different plastics play different with different scents. And you know, if I've got a floating plastic and, you know, whatever the CFS is that day and and uh, say, you know, I don't feel that my floating plastic or semi-floating plastic is getting down to the fish like I would like, um, I can add scent to that as a weighting system. Okay. For, for a really precise drop. And... So all of that came into play with that with that Senko drop rate that I've been addicted to now for you know two decades. Mm -hmm. Um literally back to when Yamamoto came, you know, made those available. I, I think in 98 I was giving those out to you know guys I knew and we're like, what the heck is this thing? And I didn't really even know either, but um but that Senko drop so much of the year on the waters that I fish is just absolutely deadly. I mean, it really is. And, and of course, I play with different, you know, different drop rates and stuff like that. Like, um, So, you know, real long story, as short as I can make it, is I, I touched on scent also aiding as a sink agent for your plastics. Mm -hmm. um, there is you know, products out there that sink at a different rate than others in the mm -hmm. water. Mm -hmm. and I'm talking no lead, it, you know, and it, the best way to see this is, um, you know, simply nose hook a plastic or, you know, wacky rig of plastic, whatever, and, you know, drop it into a fish tank. And it'll give you a pretty good idea of what you're looking at with different products. Um, and it's not only salt content, but it's, you know, it's consistency of the plastic, what the plastic's made out of, whether it's micro balloons in it and this and that and the other. Mm -hmm. um, so the salt content, there's different kinds of salt, you know, all this stuff, but it's also shape. 
Um, you know, the last episode I touched on, like the two and a half inch Yamatanuki weighs the same, uh, you know, seven grams as a four inch Sancto. But yeah. the drop rate's different because the, the shape's different. It's a flat bait. Yep. Mm -hmm. So you might be dealing with the same weight, but of course that drop is going to be, you know, it's going to be different. Um, all of this comes into play with the sense. And that's the reason I bring that stuff up is if, if I am relying on a bait to be fish weightless, I add uh pro here gel mm -hmm. over a course of months and I'll periodically look in on them as I know, you know, Matt likes to, you know, pass out once an episode when he, <laughs> you know, um, not that I thought that or anything. But, uh, so, you know, it, you know, just for instance, a uh, uh, four inch Senko, I have, I have no intention of adding lead to that. Okay. So um, you always I, fish that weightless. I always fish it weightless. If, if I want to Nico rig something, I'll, you know, I'll use the, uh, the new five inch, you know, floating version of that. Mm -hmm. Um, that sling tail is pretty awesome. I can trim that to four inches and that thing. I mean, it's pretty nasty in summer, just on shade lines, dead stick. It, mm. Um, but, uh, you know, fishing that always, you know, the original either, and I've taken tanks on the three and Sanko. Uh, you know, uh, three and Senko, four and Senko is, I, I, I don't leave the driveway without those baits. Mm -hmm. And, uh, those baits get the Procure Super Gel over months. And the reason I mentioned that is the other scent, one of the other scents that I use, I would not add to those, mm -hmm. um, because it's going to leach that salt out. And I, I think... One of the advantages um, of the Procure stuff is they don't just make oil-based. They also make water-based. Mm -hmm. And the water-based is a huge deal. Um, if I've got baits, hula grub. If I've got baits that are going to be getting some form of lead added to them, uh, they soak in the water-based Procure, I'll tell you right, it, it's shrimp. Yeah. Um, and I don't have to worry about like the salt leaching out of those because I'm going to be fishing them, you know, on lead anyway. Yeah. Um, or in my case, my new, you know, my new, uh, kind of Achilles heels, that core tackle head, because that thing's, I don't, I don't pass on praise very much, but yeah. uh, I, you know, you can guess 40, 45 years of river fish and I've, I've experimented with a lot of wading systems and lead heads and, uh, the core tackle deals, the real deal on rivers. I can tell you right now. That's cool. Um, so, and the reason I bring that up is because that's not something I'm going to fish weightless. Mm -hmm. Um, so, you know, that water soluble. Uh, if you take that and any other oil base, I don't care who the manufacturer is, you take that water-soluble Procure shrimp, take it to the edge of the river, 
and you can do your little, you know, drop test into a, you know, whatever, a glass of water or the edge of the river, whatever, drop, you know, that into the water and just, you know, visually see what that's doing in the water. Uh, there's not another scent on the market that's going to do what that, what that water soluble does from Procure. Mm-hmm. Um, you can, it, it, it's literally a mushroom cloud dispersing in the water. Yeah. It, it's, it, it, it's a total different deal than your oil base that are, you know, essentially adhering right to the bait and gluing to the bait. Yep. Yeah. Um, it, it's it, interesting. It's, uh, Oh, oh, sorry. sorry. It's interesting you said that because I just I was recently just talking with somebody that said uh, water soluble scents on baits are intended to when you drop them in the water they uh, disperse yeah. in a cloud like that, whereas the oil sticks inside of the bait. I think the oil probably helps it sink a little better and helps fish hold on to it a little bit longer. But yeah. those don't dry out. Water based. Uh, Water-based uh, scents on baits seem like they would dry out quicker than oil-based. Am I right on that? Um, well, it's you more... have to apply it more. Okay. Um, now, now, given the two styles of baits, whether you know whether I'm relying on the salt content to be rigged weightless, mm-hmm. or the ones that I'm going to be adding lead to, like my, you know three inch Ned Senko or my hula grubs and stuff like that. Those all get water based because mm-hmm. I don't have to worry about anything getting leached out of those. Makes sense. Um, I use them both and I, I use my folks at pro care would attest. I, I go through a lot of scent um, in a year and I don't know um, if they fully recognized when they, when they got me on their pro staff years ago, how much scent I go through in a year, but I, I, I keep them busy. Every <laughs> uh, but I, you know, just about every, uh, in the cold water months, about every five casts, I'm applying scent. And that's even with baits that have been in it for two or three months. Yeah. So even the water soluble, every five casts, you're applying scent to it. Oh yeah. Really? Oh, and I want to hit something because I I will forget if I don't. So you mentioned, and you kind of mentioned it in passing, but I think it's a point. I tell anglers this all the time. You mentioned going to a river's edge, water, cup, fish tank. I recommend everyone out there go to your Goodwills, your garage sales, all that stuff. Find an old fish tank and put it in your garage. Mm, And you don't have to keep water in it because it will get gnarly but fill it up with water whenever you want to test a bait a you'll see the action of the bait b you'll see exactly what he talked about your sink rate whether you need to throw it with lead or tungsten or whatever you want to throw it or if you want to throw it weightless to get the more action of the bait because we all know putting lead and stuff on the bait during the fall can take a lot of the action out of the bait mm-hmm. um and i've I was so happy I had a fish tank when I first started using the uh, poop bait, the scat. Cover scat. And because, yep, the cover scat. The scat, what a lot of people don't think because they see it and they're like, oh, I'm going to Texas rig that and on a weighted hook. You don't want to do that because that thing will just drop like a rock. 
with weightless. It's amazing. And you can kind of see if you put it on an EWG hook and drop it and kind of work it, especially if you get a little larger fish tank to where you can put a piece of line to the end and kind of work it like you would a rod tip. You can see all the action there. If you put a weight on it, all that action's gone. Now, is there a lot of action on a cover scat? No, it looks like poop, but it catches fish just like the hula grub. If you put that in weightless, it's not going to want to sink super well. It's going to be kind of a more of a floater. You're not getting a lot of action. But the second you put weight on it, it gets to the bottom. That thing will stand straight up, and it has all those appendages, all those that skirting effect. It, it's insane. So that was a little tangent off what you are saying. But it, everyone out there, it is important to see what your bait's doing so you're not just throwing the bait and having no idea what it's doing yeah. at all. Because then you can start keying in not only on baits, but techniques. So if a fish is hitting this bait and you know that it's like when you put that, uh, the hover shot, the, uh, uh, tackle rig. Yeah. What's the jig head core, core tackle, core tackle, put that core tackle on. And you said with the, uh, hula grub, you cut the top of those appendages off. It'll slide away from you. Okay, well, if you're fishing some cover and you aren't super confident of skipping it in or you don't want to lose everything, you can throw that right in front of it. If you now you know it slides away from you because you've watched it, it'll slide in there a little bit more. Mm-hmm. You can get a little bit deeper in the cover. So that's something we've never talked about it, and I've only talked about it in passing to people, but I'm glad you brought it up because it reminded me. Get something to know what your baits are doing. Even if it's you can't afford it, that's fine. YouTube is YouTube for a reason. Someone has done it. Someone has put a bait in a pool, a fish tank, or a bathtub. I use a bathtub because it works fine and it's big (laughs) and I can rip it away. And I have a bathtub in my house that is like a jacuzzi tub and it's deep as crap. And I'll throw stuff in there all the time. My wife gets ticked because I leave stuff in there. (laughs) I left the Senko in there for like three hours. I forgot. And she came. She's like, what is this? Like freaked out. But anyway, yeah, don't do that. Yeah, But there's a reason why companies have like little, uh, aquariums at the fishing expos we're all going yep. to here in the next few weeks so yep to show say, take it take it from them you can get a fish tank secondhand for relatively cheap yeah not saying go buy a brand new one because for whatever reason they're stupid expensive but you can get a secondhand one cheap or make yeah. do i fill my dog's water with this right here you know what this is perfect for baits it works <laughs> fine so <clears throat> Anyway. Uh, babe, if you listen to this episode, I'm not saying I use the dog's thing for baits as far as you know. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny, man. All right, so we we, we talked about <laughs> baits using scent to your advantage for weight and weightless and everything. So I kind of want to talk about scent for attracting fish. Uh, how, how do you... I'm trying to think of how to word this. Like... When you go out there what, to what style of scent are you using to attract the fish? That's how I'm I'm gauging how I would understand your question from how you just asked. Is yeah, well, yeah, kind of like I know there's a lot of people out there that don't believe in scent at all. Like I'm I'm just curious what you would say to them and what you could tell them to change their mind and what have you seen by testing like what what's the fish's reaction to scent, I guess. Sure. Uh, I, uh, after the last episode, uh, I, I think I sent along out that one, uh, piece there that Ned and I did that was pretty mm-hmm. lengthy on the sense. And, uh, in that article, um, 
you know, and again, again, being really blessed to where we live, I I, I can see a lot of things in the water mm-hmm. uh, throughout the seasons. I, and, we, you know, given how fish react. And uh, when I first began net rig fishing, I would have three or four of the same rod and reels uh, rigged essentially with the same Ned rigs. The only thing it would uh, vary would be color. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, same line, same, you know, same everything. And um, and I would anchor, you know, essentially from a stationary position. And I, I would throw, you know, baits. I, I, it, you know, it's almost like catfishing what I was doing with these things just to, mm-hmm. just to, uh, you know, I guess appease myself and see, you know, really is all this worth it. And, um, you know, I would essentially have like, you know, four Ned rigs sitting on the bottom and I I would see how fish reacted to these baits. And, uh, you know, some were scented, some weren't, uh, some were the only variance would be, you know, color of the bait and what scent was on them. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, here I am, you know, 11, I don't know, 13 years later. And, you know, uh, as I sit here and I talk about sense, uh, you know, the best thing that I can pass on to anyone is if you think that it's going to make a difference, if you have confidence in it, mm-hmm. um, I suggest you do it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it hurts absolutely nothing to use these products. Absolutely nothing. Other um, than spending a little bit more money, it, you know, five bucks. Yeah, yeah. yeah most, people, most people spend that. They spend three times that on coffee a day, and on jackhammers. Side note: Did you yeah. know a Chipotle bowl with double chicken is twenty-two dollars and fifty cents now? That's stupid. God, I hate. I, I had to bring that up. I've talked about that six times today, and it still makes me mad. <laughs> like it's, I, I went to Chipotle for lunch and they're like twenty two fifty. I was like, you're gonna throw the food away because I'm not paying that. And I walked out. Like that was dumb. Oh Jeez. okay. I'm yeah. sorry. <laughs> yeah, that that's kind of a, a personal pet peeve of mine. Uh I, I don't want to go down that rabbit hole. <laughs> We're here but, for uh, it. Stuff that I, you know, stuff that I see people spend money on to me is I mean it's their money, but yeah. Um you know, I, I, I don't want to hear the same people complaining about how much money they don't make when they're spending, you know, almost 200 bucks a week on lunch. So I, <laughs> yeah, yeah, hundred uh, percent, you know, uh, when it comes to, uh, now you, you know, you brought up the, uh, Brad, you brought up the uh, cost factor that I could, mm-hmm. I could very easily fish six to eight months with, you know, um, a couple different pro cures that are five bucks a container. I mean, mm. they go a long ways. Uh, they really do. Um, now, the other thing with the water soluble uh, that I just briefly want to touch on before, I forget, and I'm going to forget it if I don't, um, is the water soluble, unlike the oil-based stuff, uh, you can spray that on hair jigs. You can spray it on... Mm your jackhammer skirts, uh, you know, your living rubber skirt, old school living rubber skirt, whatever. Uh, in my case, the whole, the whole grub skirts, um, 
you know, all that stuff, you know, it won't match the fibers at all. Hmm. Uh, now, of course, if anyone's ever experimented with, you know, uh, taking an oil base scent to a hair jig, well, it, you pretty much just, you know, threw that jig in the garbage. But yep. Yep. <laughs> it's like hairspray. Uh, so right. Gooey. right, right. So, you know, the water soluble, no doubt, uh, disperses into the water column more uh, than the oil base. But, uh, and I am a big believer as far as retention rate. If I'm dead sticking a bait, um, I've got oil base, you know, pro here on my baits. Uh, I feel that it's a great advantage with, you know, fish holding on to bait. Mm -hmm. I just do. Um, I had a friend of mine that was my mentor that, you know, kind of, re he recently passed away. And, um, you know, he, he was uh, deemed as like one of the, one of the best smallmouth fishermen that the world never knew. And uh, he was mm -hmm. doing the whole Canada you know, trips to Quebec and the Beauchene and all that before it was, uh, anybody even knew where that place was. And, hmm. and, uh, the one thing that he and I never agreed on was the use of scent. And he always told me, well, you know, it's a, it's a lucky rabbit's foot and this and that and the other. Well, I, I sent him to Canada about 15 years ago with some scent. And he came back and apologized to me. <laughs> and, That's uh, awesome. You know, this was uh, a Vietnam Marine that did a couple tours and he didn't apologize for nothing. Yeah. And uh, for for him to have done that, I was like, holy cow, you know, wow. Uh, okay, thank you, sir. And Yeah. You know, <laughs> yeah. Well, well there, there's a reason why people chum up the water. Like if you're fishing for catfish or carp or, or something. Yeah. There, there's a reason why people do it. It's because those fish smell the scent. It's like yeah. sharks in the ocean. They smell blood. Yeah. Same uh, thing. The, biggest, the yeah. biggest thing that's always annoyed me with people's arguments to be like, oh, the fish can't smell it. I was like, do you, do you honestly believe fish just luck upon food or they're, they're using just their eyesight? No. Right. And it, I, you know, you'll, you'll give them the comparison, like the shark. I've done that. And I'll say, obviously a small mouth's, receptor and like smelling receptors aren't as attuned to blood like a shark is I right mean, the mako shark can smell blood from what 100 miles away or something stupid like cool i understand that but they're not just swimming randomly they're not dory from finding nemo i'm just swimming <laughs> singing the song is like oh there's food they're going to where they're smelling the food like they yeah. can smell the food now granted some like reaction baits that's off visual striking or vibrations off the lateral line, but if you put scent on something, A, your argument so far is null and void because the cost isn't that much. It hurts nothing, like yeah. at all. And fish aren't just sight predators. They use their other senses. They use their lateral line. That's why I personally believe that line diameter matters. They use smelling. They use eyesight. They use, I mean, they use all that. They have senses for a reason, just like we do. I mean, yeah. we use smelling. I check the milk every day after the expiration date just to make sure I'm not having a chewy surprise. We use our nose. It happens. So yeah. that and uh you got you got guys fishing for hybrid stripers and striped bass and they spray their 
baits with WD-40 for the smell. Yep. And it works, which I think is stupid because you're throwing that chemical in the water but i was about to say don't do that out there just yeah. buy buy some procure or something don't yeah. don't, don't spray wd-40 <laughs> on your baits please thank you yeah, yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, uh, you know the other thing too with this guys and you know you really don't hear this too much but um it kind of being ate up with this thing now for for longer than I'd like to admit uh, as far as <laughs> keeping up with what's going on in the fishing world and this and that. But um, I watch and I have for probably uh, 20 years. Uh, I really watch what the big swim bait anglers have done out of Southern California now in Texas and now, mm-hmm. uh, you know, in Japan, all, all this stuff, the big swim bait fishing for largemouth. Now, now of course, we're starting to see some crossover into the river smallmouth thing, and I'll, I'll touch on that a little bit. But uh, the reason I bring that up is uh, the really, the earliest proponents of the swim bait game, you know, they didn't throw a swim bait that didn't have scent on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, not only for the triggering factor of the fish or the retention rate, but, and here's something that, that will help river smallmouth anglers is when you've got a bait that's lathered up in, in that, that pro cure gel, and it's been sitting in that for a couple months or whatever the case may be. Um, that bait is going to skate in that fish's mouth on the set better than a bait that's bone dry coming out of the pack that doesn't have that lubrication there when you're setting a hook. It's going to move that bait more in their mouth. Mm-hmm. And your baits are going to go further. I mean, I, you know, I've made no bones about it. I mean, my deal is I fish Yamamoto. And if I can just, if I you know, even me, if I can save a bait, I'm saving a bait. Yep. Yeah. Or if I can get, you know, um, or not unnecessarily changing baits when I don't have to. But if you've got, take a four inch Senko and that thing's been sitting in Procure for months. And you, I mean, I'm telling you right now, the little, those little barbs and everything that you see on your, your soft plastics, you know, from, they're roughing that up after two or three fish and this and that and the other, you're going to see less of that on your baits and they're going to go further. They're not going to rip as easily. Hmm. Um, You're going to get better hook sets on your bigger baits, your glides, Mm -hmm. your, or I wasn't going to mention this glide, but, the clutch river darter, clutch darter. Okay. It's good bait. <laughs> good bait. Uh, you, you know, you want to you want to switch those things up. Mm-hmm. You know, yep. so you know, I hear, you know, for years, uh, well, reaction baits, you know, my, you know, my crank baits, spinner baits, and stuff like that. Well, I can tell you right now that. I wouldn't throw a big glide or a big boot tail unless it was slick. 
Yep. It comes to the water better on your glides as well. Yep. Yep. It's much more responsive. Those baits are more responsive uh, to, you know, any imparted action when they're slicking up like that. Um, yeah. I mean, for sure. When you're, when you're doing your so much better. Oh yeah. When you're doing your twitches, I've noticed it. Cause I've done, I've used scent on hard baits before and I've noticed on glide baits kind of like what we just said, when you're actually working the rod and working the bait, sometimes with some glides and it's not every glide, there are some glides that I have that are, they feel like glass coming out of the package. And even after getting bit, they still feel like glass, but that's, I mean, I paid more money than I should have for a bait. So it should do that. But you put some of that, any type of scent on it, anything that's going to lube it up, it's going to cut through the water better. And it makes Mm. more, I'm not going to say erratic, more purposeful moves. Like it's right. just, it's not kind of doesn't like kind of glide with it. It just darts. It it doesn't matter which one you get. It'll it'll make nice hard cuts because there's less surface tension on it. It right. just does better. Huh. So yeah, I agree with that one hundred percent. A lot of people don't know that. I mean, like you said, back in the day, big glides, big swim baits, people put scent on them for that one. That was one of the main reasons they did it. Yeah, uh, I didn't know you that. Can, yeah, you can read some articles from back in like. When they first started really getting big into glides, guys would use like a diluted motor oil, kind of like what striper fishermen do with WD-40. They would use a diluted motor oil and just rub it over the bait and they'd have an old tin can on their boat and every five or six casts, they get it with their finger and they just rub it on the bait. It's all you would do. And that fish can, you can never catch a fish on the bait and it looks like it's been caught by 40 fish because it's so beat up from the motor oil on it. Obviously there's better (laughs) stuff on it now. But that's what they used to do, and it would have more precise action with the glide. Yeah, that's interesting. Never yep. knew that. That's absolutely right. Uh, you know, and getting those big fish to commit in that swim bait game. You know, going all the way back to the '80s when you know I first started. Uh, you know, pretty much paying attention to what was coming out of, you know, Southern California. Um, in the late, you know, anytime in the eighties and nineties and stuff like that. And you're, you know, like when those big Ospreys came out and, you know, the, some of your first, you know, big jointed baits and the Butch Brown, you know, days. like your AC, AC plugs and, you know, Butch Brown, you know, crawling the huds and, um, you know, sense it play there, uh, you know, I mean, Butch Brown still senses baits. Yeah. Um, you know, to this day and, uh, action wise, getting big fish to commit that may be leery on those bigger baits and better hook sets. Yeah. You want to be doing it. Oh yeah. It makes a difference. Yeah. It's, it's really something that, uh, that's, it's just weird. It's weird to think. I, every time somebody asked me, because I was at the show last year, somebody had asked me, I had bought, when I go to the show, it's bad. Like, you can ask Brad when he gets back. It's bad. I spend way too much money every time. Now, this year, I've told myself, I'm not even bringing my debit card in with me. My credit cards are not coming with me. I'm going to take them off my phone so I can't tap to pay. Like, I'm forcing myself not to buy anything, which I'll find a way. But anyway, uh, I had, um, it was a tackle shop that was in there. They had some pro, pro, yeah, Procure. So I bought some of that and then I bought some 
uh, I think I, I didn't, I might've bought, I bought a bag of Senkos that I, it's a color I couldn't find for a while. I can't remember what color it was now. I just saw it and it's a color I used to throw. Then they stopped producing it and then they produced it again. And now, I, and then it just became impossible to find. So I had a couple bags of that. Well, I mean, and it was, yeah, I, well, I got them down in the basement. They're in my, oh, I, okay. I have a, uh, where my tackle, where the podcast used to be set up, I have a big giant Bass Mafia bag that has mm. tape on it that says throw sparingly because you're not going to find it on it <laughs> written in tape. Um, but yeah, I'll look and I'll let you know. Uh, but I had that and then a couple other baits and he was like, oh, what you buy? You bought anything so far? Because I was talking about kayaks at the Loveland booth. And I was like, yeah, I got some of this stuff. And he's like, so you, you're a believer in scent, huh? I just never could get behind it. And it's just such a weird, I've always thought, I was like, that's so weird for you to say. Just because, like, for instance, I like the Procure stuff. The stuff that Taku was talking about on our show, I've got that. That stuff seems cool, especially when you let it ferment. And, yes, I almost pass out every time I breathe it because it is, like, (laughs) death. But that, and then, like, you look at companies, like, I talk smack about Berkeley, or not Berkeley, but, uh, yeah, Berkeley, all the time. I don't like a lot of their baits, but... That scent stuff that they have, it's that's I understand like what you said at the beginning, you don't want to made in the lab. And I get that. I'm for that too, because a natural scent's gonna get a natural predator more amp than a scientific or a unnatural scent that's made. But they've proven that scent works. Not just that their scent works, they've proven that scent works. Right. So I've I've never understood why the argument's even there to argue, oh, I don't believe in scent. Like I can I can get behind the argument when people say all the time, like, oh, I don't think line diameter matters. Uh, half the group is on, half the aisles on one side and then half the aisles on the other side. I get that. I can see where you're at. I mean, there's some studies proven it does. And then there's some people that proven it doesn't whatever, but since so proven that it works and that that's how yeah. animals operate. I don't think there's one animal really on this earth other than like a naked mole rat. And even they use scent that doesn't hunt their prey, a predator that does not hunt their prey via scent and smallmouth, largemouth are predator fish, trout, walleye, saw guy, catfish are predator scent. There's a reason why catfish bait, how I've always been told, if you want to make good catfish bait, you get Kool-Aid and yeah. you get some chicken livers and you put it all <laughs> together and you put it outside in the sun because it smells like death and catfish can smell that from forever away. So I don't, I just never understood that argument at all, period. It's just never, I never got it, but I don't know. Maybe that's just me. And I think people are stupid. Who knows? Yeah. I I mean, that's very likely, uh, you you know, uh, perhaps, you know, that is why you feel that way about some folks, (laughs) (laughs) Uh, um, you know, well, how many of us, you know, growing up, uh, you know, took a can of Libby's corn to, you know, go catch some carp. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that stuff is, uh, you, you could probably extract pure cane sugar out of that stuff. <laughs> yeah. You know. Um, well, how, how many dads out there, other than maybe it was just my dad, that just gave you a hot dog? Yeah. I've put done that before. Hot dog, put a piece of hot dogs on a button. Do you think that hot dog has any action? The little piece you just <laughs> put on the hook? Uh, no, it's a little piece of mashed up hot dog that came from 47, 47 different parts of an animal. Oh and it's, it just smells, it has a scent. 
and it brings right. fish, bluegill, bass. Dogs, You'll man. catch everything on it, and you could put it somewhere 100 yards away from the fish. The fish is going to smell and come to it. You'll catch a brad, too, with a hot dog. <laughs> Gross. Matt, Matt's like, I don't even know what to say. <laughs> I don't I don't know. My mind went some, somewhere completely different with that. Uh, brad likes a certain type of hot dog. But they're just oh, saying. Man. All right. Anyway. This you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys for any, you know, and I, I, I don't understand it either. And, you know, Matt, I totally agree with you that out of all the stuff in the fishing world that, you know, we spend money on and, you know, even as, uh, you know, kayak anglers that we spend money on and, mm-hmm. um, you know, for someone to, you know, be a naysayer on it. Well, I don't understand it. You know, yep. I mean. Um, you know, pretty much, uh, you know, the cost of some crankbait, you know, clips or something, I mean, you got a six month supply of, you know, the, of it. And, you know, the one thing I guess that I always thought of, uh, with it is if I've got, after all these years, uh, you know, a personal best river Smalley and he went tail down, you know, on that bait. Mm-hmm. And I'm finessing that that fish. Um, you know what, doggone it! I want some scent on that thing, and, and oh yeah, I, I want to up my odds. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. You know, but I, it's absolutely hurting nothing. Now, I'm not suggesting, you know, for a second that somebody, you know, turns into, uh, you know, essentially what I did for a decade is some mad scientist out in their garage with this stuff. But, um, you know, there is a lot there with drop rates and, you know, how your different plastics will absorb some of these scents differently than others as well, because they're not all created equal. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I, I, I think we would probably all agree that, um, and again, that you know, just off the top of my head, and the state and fact here, uh, the Yamamoto plastic is different than than other plastic, for sure. Um, you know, Z-Man is different, Berkeley's different, the Maxent stuff, to, all that stuff. When it comes to the dispersal of scent into the water, is different. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All those products are different. And, uh, it, you know, um, so there's not a, you know, 100% catch-all, you know, do this. Um, it's experimentation. Yeah, um, 100%. And I've done it on, I've done it on plastics that are now available here that at that time weren't even available here. Um, you know, the JDM stuff. And, uh uh, you know, all the way to the old school stuff, you know, um, mm-hmm. you know, the largely, largely forgotten stuff, the, you know, of yesteryear, I, I've even played with scent on that stuff to, you know, see how official, re- you know, uh, what the retention rate is on those baits, you know, um, they're all different. Um, nowadays, of course, you know, my whole scent regime is months and months. It's almost like if, uh, you know, somebody burns firewood and they're looking two years down the road where, you know, they've got their, 
they've got, you know, six or eight or 10 cords of, you know, oak that's stacked, you know, that's going to be nice and seasoned and dry for, mm -hmm. you know, about a year and a half out from now. I do the same thing with my scents. Um, you know, I got everything rolling now for 2024. It's, it's going to be, uh, all my baits, you know, are already. That's awesome. And, um, last, uh, September, October, September, um, I put a post on, you know, Facebook that it's, you know, pretty much time to get everything ready for, you know, months and months from now. And, yep. um, I think I had like, I don't know, three or 400 baits or something on the table that were all ready to get, get marinated, you know? Um, it's just like wine, if you think about it. Yeah. It's like wine. I mean, people, yeah. your your best wines are the older wines that have had time to ferment and or bourbon, for example, same concept, the older the bourbon, like, uh, oh, this is, that's why they say, oh, what year is that? Oh, it's a 68. Oh, it's going to be delicious. It's the same thing with baits. You let them <laughs> ferment for a couple months. It's just going to make them that much better. Yeah. Makes sense. Yeah, yep. absolutely. Um, you know, and again, uh, because this is kind of a, in the fishing world, and I realize it's kind of a niche thing, you know, for a lot of folks uh, in the fishing world, uh, but the river smallmouth thing in particular has got its own segment of the industry and the pie there a little bit, but, yeah, um, you know, so many of the, the baits that we get are kind of uh, afterthoughts of the largemouth market. You know, yep. and we make them work. And, yeah. uh, you know, essentially, you know, the last 25, 30 years, some of your best river smallmouth baits, well, they started in largemouth, you mm -hmm. know, and uh, how those drop rates and their sizes and colors and, you know, and all that stuff. Um, we make it, we make it work for the rivers we fish. Um, and I'll kind of, kind of segue into this and uh if anyone sees this you know feel free to hit me up but I'll, i'm gonna go out on a limb here and you know watching the industry for a lot of years um i can tell you right now one of the segments of the industry that's being missed is uh the swim bait community on the river smallmouth game there there are swim baits that need to be researched and done specifically for river smallmouth fishing and yep. they're not being done huh. uh, what we're getting right now is the largemouth afterthoughts yeah and uh i can tell you right now that, that i get you know i'm getting up there i'm getting old and feeble and stuff but uh there's some thoughts up there after throwing glides for you know 13 14 years that going back to the original gancrafts there's some stuff that would be lights out on rivers no one's done it Oh. oh yeah. I mean, you're looking at all your, all your swim baits that most river anglers are going to throw are going to be the miniaturized version of what the big bait is, which isn't always what's going to do it. There's nothing right. really out there that is river smallmouth oriented, which I think I agree. I mean, they, they're missing a whole segment of the industry and river fishing has just, it continues to expand. Expand right. like we're not seeing it like we did during COVID because obviously people have to do stuff, but it's still expanding. More people are starting on their rivers, they're fishing the rivers longer, they're coming back to rivers. I mean, I've seen more posts this year of guys saying, oh, I sold my boat, I'm getting a kayak and going on the river. 
Like right. river river fishing is not stopping and it's starting to take bigger chunks of the industry every year. So yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's interesting. We need to get somebody on to talk about big river swim baits and stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> He's like, I know a guy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um th- that just comes out of uh just like Matt asked me a question last episode. Um that was a great question. And uh, you know, he basically said to me, Well, you know, if uh if Jeff Little or Ned Katie or something, you know, brought up to me something that even after all these years, I could have my mind blown. Mm-hmm. And uh, the, you know, and I totally agree with that because uh, if I was ever satisfied with what my results are, uh, you know, I probably would have given this game up a long time ago, but I'm <laughs> always trying to get better. Always. Yeah. And uh, uh, the swim bait game for me came out of, I think there's a time and place for this. Um, I can tell you precisely almost right down to the date as to when it kind of went off in my head where, uh, I was waiting, I I was actually waiting here near the house and, Mm -hmm. uh, hot as could be hundred degree, you know, near hundred degree. Uh, you know, here in West Virginia, in the mountains, uh, you know, probably felt like about 120. And, you know, right in the middle of the day when fish are lethargic, you know, and they won't chase anything, you know, all this stuff that we hear. Um, and I had about a 20, at least a 20, I can safely say a 20, uh, you know, that's conservative, uh, mm-hmm. size fish, uh, hunt down about a eight or nine inch long shiner out of a root root wad. that was about, you know, no, no more than 10 feet away from me. Wow. And I, I was like, you know, and here I am with, you know, four pound, you know, fluorocarbon and it, you <laughs> know, a drop shot hook. And I'm like, okay, wait a minute. Yeah, um, that was a good number of years ago, and that's what got me looking into the swim bait thing. There's a time and place for it. There is. Um, oh yeah. I I really hope that some swim bait makers step up and realize there's a market for it in the river game. Um, profiles, colors, actions. Yeah. Yeah. 100% agree. 100% agree. Um, you know, and the reason I bring all that stuff up and we're talking sense, um, the the scent game for me and the swim bay game is huge. Yeah. It really is. Looks like something Matt's going to have to try out this year. Oh, it's, it's, it's not something I have to try out. It's something I'll continue to do. Um, but yeah, I might, I may or may not have some people I can maybe reach out to. I'm not saying anything's ever going to happen about it, but I, I, I know a few people. Maybe we can, I can, I can plan it in the ear about doing the river series. That would be cool. Um, 
Well, I tell you what, Travis, just like the last episode, tons of information, tons of good information, especially on a subject that is. What's the word I'm thinking of? Um, controversial, because it's yeah. I wouldn't say controversial, but it is controversial because there's so many people who debatable. are against it. debatable. Sure. Yeah. Good job, Brad. Um, <laughs> but yeah, course. definitely. Yeah. Gold star. Bam. Uh, it's definitely debatable because there's that side that doesn't like it and the side that does like it. Every point that was made on the show, I really, I mean, it's kind of hard now to debate it more just because it shows the proven facts about it. So I can't, I'm trying to, I've been trying to the last couple of minutes trying to think we covered more information. I thought we were, which is awesome. Yeah. And brought up some stuff that a lot of people have think, thought about, especially for swim bait guys out there to add scent to the swim bait, stuff like that. And why, um, well, Brad, do you have anything else? No, I don't. I was just, you know, just chilling here and taking it all along, in. Along for the ride, man. These are yeah, these are some I, of the best episodes, kind of like with Jeff and um, uh, everyone else we have on. It's it's information. Like I know, I knew some of that because I've been using scent, but there was also a lot of that that I you know didn't. I never thought about adding scent to make a bait heavier. Yeah, like me that's, either. Like that's that's something to where I could fish something weightless and get more action mm -hmm. out of it while having scent while still being able to make those longer casts, not blowing out spots. Yep. So. I can guarantee there's something in this episode somebody did not know about. And it's a lot of actionable items that you can go back and utilize in your own fishing, uh, uh, own fishing and get better results. So, yeah, that's what it's all about. Oh, for sure. I mean, you said it best 45 seconds ago. If you, if you were content with your, you know, successes and where you're at, you would be done a long time ago. And that's true. Yeah. If I was fine with catching my first 20, I'd be done. I wouldn't care anymore. If I right. was fine going out and catching 20 fish one day, I'd be done. Yeah. And I wouldn't have caught, you know, a hundred fish a day and I wouldn't catch a 21. I wouldn't do this and I wouldn't do that. I wouldn't just continue to grow. So there's always something to grow. I promise no one is a master of fishing, no matter what they say. And no one is the best that they could be. So on that note, Travis, shout out all your socials. Let them know where they can find you. Well, I'm on Facebook. Uh, that's about it. <laughs> <laughs> It took me years to get on there, given what I do on my day job. Um, but I originally got on Facebook just to appease some uh, some sponsors of mine. And uh, I would like to thank them, if you don't mind. They, they treat, yeah, me, treat me really well. Um, uh, Jackson Kayak. Um, and I know Matt loves this per the last episode, but uh, Dio Reels. Um, <laughs> uh i saw that new steez you posted looks pretty cool oh that's right. sick yeah it is yeah, sick. i'll give you yeah. i'll give props for props are due um i've been friends with uh gary dobbins at dobbins rods now for since he started and before uh heck almost 20 what 18 19 years now um uh you know sims pro Care, uh smith optics jackson yeah, I throw gamma, a lot of gamma, fluorocarbon. Mm -hmm. All right. Well, there we Matt, go. I would love it if you could put an ear in some swim bait people's. Oh, I'm going to work on it. I've got, like I said, I've got a couple. It's nothing. So for everyone out there, it's like, oh, maybe Matt can get in with somebody and get in a store. That's not going to happen. I don't know those people. Uh, and most of the time, your big box 
chain people like all your big big box store companies they don't change a whole lot and they don't listen to a lot of their customers unless they're z-man i will say z-man and i've also reached out to uh yamamoto both of those companies out of everyone i've done dealt with ever and not like in this setting because in this setting i'll be honest me and brad we know some people in the industry now to where we could email them or text them and they'll text us and emails right back yeah. but as a consumer I've emailed Z-Man before and I've emailed Yamamoto and I got emails back that weren't just auto replies and either I recommended a color or this or that. And they at least acknowledged it, Mm -hmm. but these are going to be where I get most of my swim baits. A lot of the swim bait guys get a lot of them. They're from either one-off guys or guys who make straight lines or they, you know, make their own swim baits out of their own stuff. So uh, you're never going to see it in the store probably, but I've got some people I can talk to. I got some people I can talk to. So I'll be working on that. I, but, uh, uh, as you can probably guess, I know a few people in the industry. Yeah. Um, the swim bait side of things for the river smallmouth game, I, I think has some traction. And, oh, and, for sure. Yeah. It's growing Without big time over here in Ohio. Yeah. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. 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 Within the last year, all everyone who's anyone is now throwing big swim baits. Yeah. Um, I know Ryan. Yeah, Ryan Dahl is. I know, yep. I call, you know, his whole crew there. So, Ryan yep. Dahl, Dylan Rupp, Matt Good, they're all killing it on swim baits, man. Brad's Brad Brad's killing on swim baits now too. I got him on swim baits this year. So yeah. we're we're moving. We're moving right along. They're but, fun. Uh, they're, oh, they're, dude, they're, they're so fun. Uh, they are fun like nothing else, in my opinion. Uh, it's the best bite. Best bite you can get on is a swim yeah, bait bite, and uh, you know, and it's not for everyone, you know, by any means. Uh, you know, I'll, I'll tell you guys right now, I might go a week without a hit. Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> and that's not for everyone at all. That you know, it isn't. But you get that hit. But right. <laughs> yeah, it, it, it's addictive. It really is. It, oh it's yeah. Awesome. Yeah, it's also yeah. a money pit. And, <laughs> Yeah, you know, it can be. It, you know, uh, after all these years, if I can, you kind of saw that glint in my eye when I said, well, you know, I might go a week without a hit, but when I get one, you kind of saw my eyes twinkle a little bit there. And I was like, yeah, well, all these years, if I can still be that excited about something in this, you know, it's pretty cool. So, oh, yeah, yeah, especially for a for a bait like you said it's not you don't get many hits but it does every time you get a hit it just reinforces it even more yeah it's but awesome. uh oh it's so sick but <laughs> <laughs> all right everyone hey thanks for another uh week another listen uh like always down in the descriptions below we'll have those codes for dark horse um we'll have travis's you know his facebook and stuff that we'll have posted so you can go check him out. Definitely go check him out. Ton of good posts, ton of knowledgeable posts and knowledge-based posts that will help you fish better. Um, Thank you. And then that. say it again. Thank you. I appreciate that. Oh, yeah, of course, man. We really appreciate you coming on for a second time. Plan on having you on more more this coming year. Um, oh, don't worry. It Yes, it will be. Um, and then, you know, everyone who's listening, if you don't mind, go over to the Catch Podcast on YouTube and on Instagram. Handles will be below. Give us a follow. Give us a share. Send us some ideas on some shows that you would like to listen to. It's kind of what we're starting this year, kind of getting more of a uh, listener-based shows because there's some stuff that you guys have that we haven't thought about. So we've already got some. Going to get some more. Yep. 
All right, guys. Well, that's all we got. So thanks for listening. We'll see you next week. Peace.